Welcome everyone to the Wild Will Throwdown episode 5 presented by White's Auto Cells. For a nicer used carbs, please call 812-794-2886 or visit them at 1311 U.S. Highway 31 in Austin, Indiana. Well, Hawk, we took off last week of the show because I was moving, finally nestled in the Greenwell compound here in Lanesville. It's been a wild week, my man. Got here Tuesday, my wife and her parents with a U-Haul, lost the cat, found the cat two days later, brand new lawnmower delivered, tore up the engine, delivered me a new one, washer, dryer, refrigerator, all delivered, tore up, delivered me a new one, and here we are finally. Man, it's been a week. Yeah, well, uh, you know, sometimes that's the way it is. Being a new homeowner, you got all that different things. Yeah, get straightened out everything. So I'm sure once you get everything squared away and everything, everything will be good. Yeah, first uh, podcast recording here in the uh, new studio here at the Green- Greenwell Compound headquarters. And uh, very excited to be here and uh, to be a Hoosier finally. It's great. It uh, feels wonderful to be over here in the racing capital of the world. I call the host state that. Because a lot of people may not know this, Indiana holds the record in the whole United States for being the state with the most short tracks. It's pretty cool, isn't it? I'm not a bit surprised by that because they seem like they're all over the place. So uh, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, today's show is going to be fun. uh, But, Hawk, how are you, sir? How was your week? Uh, I know that... uh, over there in the hawk uh, nest, if you will, uh, you've gotten your office all straightened out and whatnot, and uh, you're getting it all taken care of. Yeah, things are coming together slowly. I know we um, still gathering, got things out of all over the place here. We're going to have big yard sale here in a couple weeks, so hopefully get rid of a bunch of stuff. So, uh, no, I'm not getting rid, rid of all my racing stuff, so don't be coming over wanting racing. <laughs> no doubt. Don't show up at Hawk's uh hawk's nest and uh, start rioting for his racing memorabilia so uh today's show going to be a great one we're going to have the topic of the week uh we're going to go over some results around the area have our special guest miss jillian lapato from seattle washington area the outstanding female competitor up at the evergreen speedway also we're going to preview the upcoming schedule for this weekend but let's get to it hawk let's discuss this topic of the week and uh, we'll, we'll get more into this, but uh, you and I had a chance to visit the Florence Speedway up in Walton, Kentucky over the weekend. Of course, Mother Nature raining on our parade once again. So uh, I believe it was the only track in the area competing, and especially dirt. They really got a great surface going on. But we're going to talk about the topic of the week being track amenities and the grounds. And Florence definitely uh, was up there on your list. That was the first time that you visited that historic racetrack. Uh, yes, I was happy to uh, finally check another track off of my list. I know you, you're way ahead of me, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I never visited a lot of the dirt tracks, but I'm starting to visit more of them now, starting to, to starting to like the dirt a little bit more, uh, not as much as asphalt, of course. So <laughs> all you asphalt fans, don't worry. I'm not going to switch over, but I do enjoy it because it is racing. And uh, But, yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised there. I wasn't sure what to expect, but, uh, you know, everybody was really friendly, and they had plenty of people working there taking care of things the grounds look really good and uh, everything was laid out really good you could see things and of course uh I, I, we went there hungry so uh, uh i enjoyed the concessions as well of course yeah no doubt and we talk about this why is it a topic of the week because it is very important and what i mean by that is a lot of people get their perception of racetracks there is something that stands out yeah, you go there primarily for the racing action, correct? But you have to look at other things as well to make your experience more joyful. 
Uh, some people look at parking. Some people look at the restroom amenities. Some people look at the concessions, the prices, the novelty booth, which is your all your souvenirs and whatnot. Uh, but Florence definitely, definitely delivered. And the prices, the prices was outstanding. I think I got a huge box of popcorn. Now, I can't eat as much as I used to because of my surgery I had and whatnot. But $1.50 for what they usually serve, one of those red and white boxes, but bigger than that, $1.50 for popcorn. And what did you get, Hawk? I think you had a variety of things. Well, I got the jumbo hot dog, and it was well worth the three fifty I paid for it. That was for sure. And I, and I went back later, got a cheeseburger and fries, you know, and it was all good. And that's another thing too. You was talking about the prices being good. Well, that encouraged me to go back and you know just buy more. I probably spent more, you know, than I would have if something was high priced, and I only got one of. Now, for those of you who do not know Hawk Harold Adams, he's my best bud, so I know him a little more than most people do. And his number one thing, and if you didn't know this about Harold Adams, he always will put a place up on his priority list if they have root beer. Correct. Yep, and they had root beer, yep. <laughs> That's the first thing I told you. I said, hey, I like this place. They got root beer here. He's a root beer snob, I call him. So uh, he always yeah, I don't likes- drink much soft drinks. I don't drink many soft drinks, but when I do, it's usually a root beer. Hey, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's one thing about it. But the restrooms was nice. The novelty booth, they had plenty of souvenirs. Of course, it is the home of the prestigious North-South 100 for the Lucas Oil Lake Model Dirt Car Series. Also, this weekend coming up, we'll talk about it, the Ralph Latham Memorial. They're also having crates and, and modifieds up there as well. But uh, 15000 for Lucas Oil this weekend there. So they have a lot of great races at Florence Speedway. But it, it's very important to talk about the amenities at racetracks. I'm not just talking about Florence. We visited Bloomington, a great facility. Us at Circle City, we try to deliver with top-notch amenities as well, brand-new bathrooms and whatnot. The concession stands are great. Shannon and Eddie's doing a phenomenal job there on that part of it. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was just a little bit of our topic of the day because, you know, you and I, we, we judge a lot, not in a bad way, but w- on the way home, we talk about that stuff, the parking, the food, the restrooms, the track overall. And it was definitely a great visit over the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, like I say, we're doing that. And I know most other people do too, because, you know, I hear people talk anyway and they'll be saying, Hey, I went to this track or that. They'll be talking about that track and they'll be saying, well, this place has, you know, the restrooms aren't very good or they have this kind of food, that kind of food, or it's not very organized. So people pay attention to all that stuff. Of course, like you say, it's all part of the experience. So it's all important. Oh, very much so, you know, and, and that's one thing about it. You know, that's something you look at at a whole as a facility, and I believe every facility should try to make it a top-notch priority to deliver for their fan base and keep those fans coming back. And, and today's economy and the inflation going on around the North America area, um, you know, it, it is very important because you. I always say this. You could take a family of four to the Yum Center to a concert and with Ticketmaster and all the fees you're going to pay, that that's easily maybe three, four hundred dollars. But you can go to a race and get four or five hours of entertainment. I mean, twelve dollars a person. Dirt tracks aren't the cheapest around, as many people know. But for for four, twelve dollars for twelve dollars gate admission, forty eight dollars. That's all adult prices. They had kid prices too, but you can't beat that for that much entertainment. No, that's right, and um, you know it's something I wish. Uh, people would take more advantage of, you know, as we talk about, you know, the, the uh, base fans uh, around short track racing, 
has has waned a little bit over the years. And of course, you know, it's due to a lot of different things. Uh, there's a lot more different things to do. And then of course, uh, you know, video games, we talked about that before too, plays into it, but you know, there's just nothing. You just can't beat going to see uh, live short track racing. Yeah, absolutely. And that was our topic of the week, just the amenities and whatnot. So a very good discussion there. And, uh, you know, I encourage people and promoters that are listening to this deliver for your fan base, because that in return is going to really bring you out on top as well. So uh, treat your customers, which is your fan base and your drivers and crews, of course, and your staff. That is one very important thing that we can take from this today on this episode of the Wild Will Throwdown is always uh, treat everyone as the way you would want to be treated at a racetrack. All right, Harold Adams. Well, let's go over some results. And of course, guess who the big winner was this week? Mother Nature uh, again. Harold, what are we going to have to do to get Mother Nature to be on our side in racing? I don't know. We're going to have to like DQ her or something. She keeps winning so much, but uh, you know, it is getting into May. So uh, I would think uh, things would be more in our favor this month. I would hope. I hope, <laughs> I hope, I've never thought I'd say this, but I hope for a drought soon. Uh, that's what I hope for. Uh, now, all, <laughs> you, all, you, all you super climate people, don't get mad and don't email me and don't don't phone in here, okay? <laughs> yeah, just give me sunny and 80 every race day and I'll be happy. Oh, we can go a little cooler. We'll go 77. How about that? All right, that'll work. All right, so looking back, Thunder over Louisville. Of course, we didn't do a show last week. Uh, because of the move and everything and how we were busy. But uh, Harold Adams, you and I took a trip up to the Indianapolis Speedrome for the first time in 2023, and it was a great show. It was a code show, if you will. And I want to thank Kevin Garrigus for always opening up his VIP booth to us, which was still a little chilly, but uh, it was definitely warmer on the inside than it was on the outside. But let's talk about the results. Factory front-wheel drive number one went to Jonathan Morgan, feature number two with William Clark, Junior Fast Carts 1, Larry Lynch Jr. Junior Fast Carts 2, Giovanni Rice. Junior Fast Carts number 3, Alyssa Snap picking up a win. Ford Crown Vicks, Josh Gar picked it up on the Oval. And Matt Winnie uh, picked it up on the figure eight course. And how about this, Harold Adams? The biggest storyline of that weekend to me was Doug Riddle in the number 21 outlaw car, late model figure eight car, picking up his first outlaw figure eight win and undoubtedly the biggest win of his career, holding off Tommy St. John in the number 29. Yeah, it was awesome, too. As the laps went on, I was like, this could this could be a big, big victory here if he can hold on. And he had to really work for it. It wasn't like he just got out in the lead and just cruised it. You know, there was enough cars where he had to, he had to dodge the intersection. And like you said, he had Tommy St. John right on his heels the whole way. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And that, that was incredible. Uh, I was high-fiving people in the VIP booth. Cause I was excited because we are race fans and I love seeing that, uh, you know, him and Mike's father passed away here recently. And I know, no doubt about it. I'm a man of faith that he was riding with his son and, uh, Mike Riddle. Uh, he was in Las Vegas and I knew he was smiling ear to ear, but, uh, congratulations to the Riddle family. It did my heart good to see that win for Doug Riddle and crew. But you and I, uh, this past Saturday, the 29th, headed up to Florence Speedway, like we talked about. We talked about that a little bit more. But uh, Sport Mods, Matt West, or excuse me, Matt Watson in the number 55 machine picked up the win. Billy Green in the pink and black number 49 picked up the modified twin. Crate Late Model went to Josh Dietz in the number nine car. Hornets went to Kevin McCoy in the number 51. And how about this? Crown Vicks 
John Workman in the triple seven. <laughs> we know the working man, <laughs> John Workman. Yeah, we got a yeah. funny story here. We, we always, you know, my race pass makes it so easy. If you have access to an app called my race pass, we utilize it at circle city raceway. Uh, make sure you get it because it's not like others that you can just see the results and the times and, and who's leading where you can actually, uh, it's a system where the drivers come in, they check in at the transponders at the pit shack. They automatically go in the entries. So you can actually get on there and click entries and how many entries there were. So you and I in the stands before even hot laps, we went into my race pass. Uh, we clicked on um, the Florence Speedway and we went down to Crown Vic, 17 entries, and we saw John Workman and uh, more of our locals down here. And I said, you looked at me and said, John Workman. And I was like, well, usually the triple seven is Chris Workman, but I, I don't know. So, neither to say the less, least, here comes the yellow and pink number triple seven. I said, that's got to be Chris Workman. Well, you get to know these drivers. You know their uniforms, right? So, you can look in when they're going down the front stretch or wherever it may be. And I said, yeah, that's definitely Chris Workman. But uh, I commented on a thread on Facebook, and uh, I, I, John Workman, he goes, yeah, that's my legal name, you know. And uh, it, it was just funny to us because, you know, turns out John Workman, he, he parked it in victory lane. How about that? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it was a great race, too. He, uh, of course, uh, that was only a 15-lap feature there. And uh, so he had a short time to come from the towards the back of the field. I think we had, what, 14 cars in that feature. Yeah. And uh, he worked his way up and uh, got the lead there late. And uh, so it was, a, it was a great race. So once again the Ford Crown Vicks was one of the better features of the night. Yeah, and they had Florence Speedway primed. Kudos to the track crew out there. That was a great, great racing surface. Yes, it was. I mean, I'm not much of a dirt expert, but from what I've seen, uh, that was an awesome uh, surface. And it looked like they uh, effortlessly got it into shape, too. No doubt. And I'm going to say this, not one ounce of dust. Yeah, I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, None of that came into play at all. It was just great racing and uh, no no side effects from all that stuff. I didn't have to keep working it, and uh, so it was a, it was a good job by them, and um, uh, it was great to see. All right, Hawk, uh, that's going to do it for segment one here at the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Coming up next will be our special guest, Jillian Lapato from the Evergreen Speedway up in Seattle. She will join us next on the hotline here at the Wild Wheel Throwdown. And now it's time to welcome on our guest today on the Wild Will Throwdown, episode number five. She drives the number zero PTM Precision Traction Management Machine and the Outlaw Figure Eight from Manson, Washington, Miss Jillian Lapedo. Jillian, thank you and welcome for joining. Uh, thank you for joining us today. This is uh, going to be a fun interview. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out, uh, especially up in the Washington area. Heck yeah, I'm I'm excited to be on. I've been excited since last week when you let me know this was happening. Well, I appreciate that because, uh, you know, I've, uh, and we'll get to a lot of this here, but uh, we're going to start off today as everyone, all the guests here on the Wild Will Throwdown podcast, uh, how your racing career really got started. So tell our listeners and me, because I always like to listen to how you got started uh, in this sport. Yeah, of course. I um, took an interest in racing quads and I met some really cool connections in that sport. And from there, I got offered a youth Hornet car. You can race them from 12 to 14, I believe, at Evergreen. 
So we started there. And then when I turned 14, we just happened to get a couple of figure eight cars. Uh, my outlaw car was my first car. And then we got a super stock. And right when I turned 14, they threw me in the car and said, let's go. So it's been definitely just a learning curve because my family doesn't come from racing. I'm a first generation driver. So we've been figuring it out out along the way but um yeah we've been doing figure eights for about six years now and we actually just got the opportunity to race the bonneville salt flats so really just taking whatever comes at us this season yeah that's awesome that you mentioned first gen and see that's why i like having guests on this show because myself uh being in figure eight since you know here in louisville kentucky area Figure eight was big, and I'm talking huge because I was two years old when my first uh, race I went to and my father competed. But, you know, you're a first-gen driver, and that's fascinating to me. What was that click on when your family or, or you said, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to drive something. I want to get into motorsports. Um, actually, that's, that's kind of funny. I went to the track from about three years old and – after that with my dad we just we loved watching the figure eights we loved watching the crashes especially we would take our favorite cars you know but when I got the opportunity at 12 to drive a new Hornet car the first time I absolutely hated it uh they taught me how to drive six the night before it was a ring race they didn't tell me even what a caution flag meant so I was getting off the track confused but they, um, they asked me to come back for one more race, to give it one more shot because they set the car up for me. And I actually led a good portion of the race until the end. I got hit on the last lap. Um, I ended up taking fourth place, crossing the finish line backwards. <laughs> we actually have a picture of it. <laughs> and then on, I was hooked. It, maybe it was the adrenaline rush or just being competitive. But uh, yeah, what got me into the figure eight? That I ask myself every day. Yeah, it no. Just, we got, <laughs> you know, we just got an opportunity to buy a car, and no one actually thought that I was going to be serious or even be able to do it. But here we are. You know that that's pretty fascinating to me because you know when we talk about, and, and that leads me into my next question: uh, being a female in the sport of figure eight racing. Uh, more predominantly outlaw figure eight racing. And I talk about this because this form of motorsport, a lot of people are saying, and I, I get it. I, I really truly do get other people saying, why would you take a high dollar car and race it in figure eight if you haven't been around figure eight or grew up in figure eight? So I, I get it. I look at myself on that side as well. Uh, but we're crazy. I, I know that. Uh, but down here in Kentucky and Indiana, unheard of for a female to compete in the outlaw figure eight division. I love this about you. What strives you and drives you to be an ambassador for all the other females? I'm not just talking figure eight racing. Motorsports in general, it's pretty cool. I, um, man, I'm just, I'm all about promoting racing to the kids and to the women to everyone. I mean, anyone who wants to get into racing, I will never, ever uninclude anyone. But the kids and the females are more my target audience, being a female and a younger racer. Um, I try to include them all the time in my posts and just, you know, even in the podcast like this and just, you know, remind them, show up to the track with a suit and a helmet or just show up to watch. And there's opportunities all around. You know, I've 
put people in the car because we need a driver, people that have never raced before. And I just think that women are coming into the sport and they're kicking butt. And we need to uh, even out these numbers a little bit, in my opinion, because I'm not a fan of being the only girl in the outlaw figure eight division. I would love to see more. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. And, uh, you know, down here we have a lot of female drivers, uh, not on the figure eight course. Uh, pretty impressive. I, I know, I believe, Caitlin St. Clair, some of our Ford drivers. Of course, you see the affordable Fords now. We Down here, we got about 70 or 80 at the track every week, which is really taken off. And I know other places, I think James Conley and I talked about more starting up there as well. But a lot of females getting into that. And I think we had a couple try the figure eight course in one of those cars, kind of like your old street stop bomber kind of deal. But uh, let's let's talk about that outlaw wrap because we saw a picture of it on social media. Beautiful wrap this year on that number zero. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it was um, Tracy D. Young was actually the guy who designed and wrapped the car for us. I've never had wrapped on my car before or wrap that I got to pick. One time I got to pick my paint scheme, my color, but we just, painted the car so I was actually quite excited when we got a new car this year and they said that they wanted to deck it out for me and we had a decal guy so we uh, showed up at his shop and it was kind of cool because I got to pick the layout a little bit and you know where everything was going to go and then originally I wanted to do orange and pink but there's some orange cars out there we wanted to just kind of stand out from everyone so we went just pink I don't even like pink, but I think it looks beautiful on the car. They did such a good job. They sent me a couple um, reviews and drafts, and I kind of critiqued it the way I wanted, and I think it came out beautiful. Oh, no doubt, and uh, that's what a lot of people are saying down here. Really like that wrap on that car. Uh, Now let's talk a little bit about uh, the racing aspect of what you've done here in 2023. Now, 2022, I met you for the first time at the Colorado National Speedway, had the pleasure of calling that event, and I know you would like to forget that event, I believe, for 2022, (laughs) because I had the honor of calling that event, and man, that was a um, ferocious wreck that I remember calling, and unfortunate, that's the nature of the beast, right? It's figure eight racing, but talk about that incident, because we have never seen you guys and girls on a track that size, that was just a massive size. I remember I almost, in the first time ever, had to get a pair of binoculars at that racing facility <laughs> because i never seen figure eight on that size of a track. It almost looked like little Hot Wheels out there. Uh, describe that incident, and I know you had uh, maybe a cracked rib or something. I didn't really get the memo until after the show was over, but explain what happened there because that was a massive, massive wreck there. Yeah, of course. Um, well, as you know, Friday was supposed to be our practice day, but my car, we just, we had some issues with it and it didn't end up hitting the track until the end of the night for one practice and we were having issues. So it was everything we could do by the time of the main of uh, the heat race. I think it was, yeah, it was the heat yeah. race. Um, just we're trying to keep the car running and keep going. And I actually had a radio for that race. Uh, it was one of my first times and I believe there was a caution before my accident. So we finally all get grouped back up and my dad's on the radio and he's a little excited and he he takes the blame, but I don't think there's anyone to blame because racing is full of accidents. 
But um, I tend to be a more conservative driver sometimes, especially when I'm not being pressured. So he reminded me, green flag's coming out. All right, go, go, go. And he said, step on the gas. So that's what I did. I stepped on the gas. And um, the car in front of me had an entanglement with the car in front of him. Yep. And they both ended up spinning out. And the car that happened to be in front of me ended up, he turned sideways. And right as I was getting on the gas, somehow, I guess I was going fast enough to carry my speed on top of his car and catch a little bit of air. Just kind of launch. It was interesting. I've never, I've never caught air in a race car before. Yeah, that was a hard hit. I, I, I'll never forget that night. And uh, for us up in the press box, uh, I was center press box is where they had their announcer set. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to see that intersection. It really was. You know, they have the outer of uh, that massive track lit up pretty well, but the intersection uh, almost looked like an autocross with the autocross course they had going on. So it was kind of like a different configuration, but uh, we're glad you were all right, and uh, nothing worse came out of it than it did. I know you were bruised up and battered, but you actually returned, I believe, to the end of the night to the track, correct? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they uh, let me come back. They were just worried about if, because um, I had a previous injury to my ribs the race before, too. So it was just a little, a little shaky. We wanted to get checked out just to make sure nothing terrible was wrong. Everything's healed up now, and I'm actually quite excited to come get revenge. <laughs> Not over any drag, but over the track, because that track haunts me in my sleep. Yeah. I think they, we can do it. I, we can I, have an amazing. I do too. I, I think you can do it. I have all the faith in the world, uh, but it's the nature of the beast to figure out. And the reason I ask you that question leads us into the next one. Uh, you guys visit a ton of different tracks, shapes, sizes, banking, tight corners, wide corners like Colorado. Uh, but I'm going to ask you this, and, and what is your least favorite track to compete on and your favorite? And the track that's least may not be disliked, but may be more difficult. So what do you think is more challenging and, and great for what you've experienced? All right, all right. I think my least favorite is um, the Tri-Cities racetrack. I think it's called the Tri-Cities Speedway. And where's that located? Something along the It's um, Eastern Washington. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, they have an oval. I didn't know that they had a figure eight track until last year. Um, James happened to get us a race there on the schedule. And I showed up knowing nothing. And then I showed up and I saw the racetrack. And it is the smallest figure eight track I have <laughs> ever seen in my life. In pictures, I mean, it has to be a record. It was it was horrifying at first glance. But um, that race, I also injured myself, too. It just, it happens sometimes, you know. Oh, oh yeah. But there was, there's only one good groove. You can't really go anywhere in the second groove, and we happened to go three grooves wide was our mistake. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think just how fast that intersection comes up coming out of the corner, and we had a pretty decent car count. It was um, it was a little sketchy in my opinion. Hard yeah. to have any time for judgment. And people get, to, you know, being down here, we go every year, but the uh, three-hour world championship uh, – your speed drums kind of tight like that. It's a it, people people are shocked to see the world championship with you know at one time thirty plus cars out there at one time, uh, and, and you you really have to judge it. So I understand what you're saying about tough corners, but what would be your uh, Jillian's top track? 
I oh it's it's a toss up between the Orange Show Speedway in California or the Idaho Track Stateline Speedway. That's yep. one of my favorites, and they're, they're very similar. I'd have to say California takes the cake, just because it's it's a cleaner track. It's completely paved through and through. It has high banking. It's a bigger track than we have in Washington. It's high speed. You know, we have to make a lot of adjustments, but I think through all the good and the bad of how did that track, it has just always been the most fun to run. Yeah, no doubt. And I got the pleasure of doing pit road uh, last year in California, and I'm glad to come out this year and uh, very excited for that event. Uh, like you said, um, it, it is a very cool track. That was the first time I've ever visited that track, so I, I see your point there 100%. Now let's talk about the organization. Uh, James Conley and the gang, uh, my buddy, uh, the Northwest Figure Eight Series. Talk about, uh, because you guys are one, I mean, Dietz, I could go on and on, Curtis, um, Carlson, I could keep going down the line, um, Gunderson, but you include it, you guys are a big advocate in that series. Talk about what James has done for that program and talk about how cool it is to have that organization up there in the Northwest. Oh, of course. Um, I believe James started it, man, at least three, maybe four years ago. Right about the time I was starting figure eights, I was um, I was in a stock car, actually. And he talked to everyone about this idea, and we all kind of thought he was crazy. But he actually, he got it all together, and he, it was small at first. It was super small, but it was better than nothing especially around COVID time because we had our season basically cut in half you know I'm sure a lot of tracks had that same sort of issue but with traveling and being able to do that kind of stuff you know it um it gave us way more lap times it just man the amount of seat time I got from that running with the outlaws in my super stock class because essentially we just joined the two classes together and head out of town and just kind of we all have fun with it it's actually amazing because there's no point we do have a northwest figure eight series points but we all more look at it as fun and we're still competing it's yeah. still you know on edge racing but we all just we more enjoy each other's company we get a camp out and i think traveling to all these tracks i mean it takes up my whole summer that's that's what I've dedicated my life to is traveling with James for a series. And I mean, I feel very fortunate that we get to run our home track and our travel series. And then on top of it, if we go to Indy or California, that's just even, or Florida too, that's just even yeah. more racing. I love it. I think he does such a great job promoting us. He finds us sponsors. He really puts us out there and that's, I have to thank him even for most of my interviews because James has really put me out there. Oh, yeah. He's a very big advocate for you and the rest. Uh, I know he – the other day he gave me phone numbers to, I believe, every outlaw figure eight driver up there. So, <laughs> you know, he, he is uh, – that that's what we are. We're a family, you know, from down here in Kentucky, Indiana, uh, up to Maine with Eric Hodgkins and, and, you know, you guys in Washington, Rod Proctor and the gang in California, you know, Showtime Speedway, Auburndale in Florida – you have a lot of different options, Colorado. So it's pretty cool that uh, actually, you know, Riverhead Speedway up in New York, uh, every every corner of the United States in the center is covered with figure eight racing. I think that's very cool. I think it's amazing. I think we need more racetracks. 
Yes, 100%, and I believe that is what the goal is eventually, is trying to get everyone uh, enough times. I mean, down here I can name probably, oh my goodness, at least 30 figure eight tracks. I mean, of course, racing was big down here. Of course, you know Indiana holds the record for being the most, uh, the biggest <laughs> state with the most short tracks uh, because it is the racing capital of the world, and uh, we want more up your guys' way uh, because racing, to me, it's everything, right? You said dedicate. If I was not at a racetrack every week, I felt out of place. So I understand growing up in a racing family exactly what you're talking about. So let's talk about the rest of 2023 here. What is Jillian Lepedo's kind of itinerary? What are you going to hit? I mean, there's Colorado, California. I know the Evergreen. What do you want to hit for the rest of the year? Ooh, so we do have the rest of our Evergreen series. I plan on being at every single one of those races. Um, actually, Northwest Figure Eights, I believe, has at least one, maybe two races at Evergreen also. I think it's super cool that we, you know, get some racing time on our home track, but it's like an out-of-town race because there's no point. It's, it's more fun. But, um, yeah, I think on our schedule we have Dateline Speedway in Idaho. We have Colorado. California, Hermiston, which I believe is in Oregon. I have not been there yet. Oh, nice. Uh, usually when that T Valley Oval is on our schedule, but it overlaps. But we usually do the Oval once a year, which is definitely a really cool experience to just use a different skill set and drive a different track. It's, it's one of my favorites. Um, and then I believe that we'd like to make it to Florida this year. And I would really like to make it to the rookie race in Indy. Don't get me wrong. The three hours sounds super fun, <laughs> but I think I'd have a good shot at that rookie race, especially if all these fast guys can't race it because they've already won before. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I think you got a great chance of winning that event and uh, you're, you're going to be a top competitor. It's always good to see you out on the track. Uh, but what are your future goals? What do you hope to accomplish down the road? Is it going to be primar primarily uh, figure eight racing, or do you see yourself in other divisions in the top tier? What is your goal? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I kind of live a day at a time. As of two days ago, I just got a sponsored ride in a, I don't know if you'd call it a drag car, but the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah, they do – 500 miles an hour i got sponsored a two to 300 mile an hour car and wow nice. man, we're just gonna go up and drag race for the week i'm super excited um and i heard the adrenaline is pumped up if you're going that fast down a strip i don't care how short it is your adrenaline i guarantee will be pumping yeah it's a three to five mile strip of track wow so I'm super excited yeah yeah i'm I'm super excited to uh, just see what this is and where it could take me in the experience of different racing. No matter what, figure eight racing comes first. We actually have a race August 5th for figure eight, and then we uh, go straight to Utah after that, the 7th. So oh, it's definitely, but honestly, any, any ride that someone offers, any opportunity, I'm going to jump at it, you know? add it to my resume so right now we have a pretty set schedule but anything that's open is an open opportunity in my mind oh absolutely uh that is exactly what you said you know any guy or girl at the top tier that's how they got their start any opportunity uh it knocks you take it 
Uh, well, Jillian, I always give drivers time to thank their help and sponsors here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Uh, who would you like to thank on the side of that number zero machine? Man, PTM, Augie Vazani and his whole crew, Trevor Flora, just everybody that he joined my team and brought along with, I cannot appreciate. I don't have to touch the car. It's weird. They, they let me relax and hang out, and we got a man for every job. I nice. feel kind of professional. I feel a little out of place, but I, I very much love it. I got to thank my dad. He's just, he's been demoted to bus driver. Sure. He's not crew chief. That's PTM. Um, man, Wild Nights Racing, that, that is one of my biggest sponsors. Also, Kenny Evans, I always, he hates when I put him out there, but I'm just shortly going to put him out there really quickly. Thank you, sure. Kenny. We have Ezel's Chicken. Chilean Auto, um, Polk Bros Racing from Indy, I'm sure you know. Yep. Monster Demo and Excavating, Central Welding. We have, um, we have a lot of people that are looking to come on board also. Um, always looking for sponsors just to help out here and there. You know, with this new car, there's always going to be bugs for this whole season, I'm sure, but... Um, for everyone that's helped us, including our crew, I just thank you guys. I would not be where I am today without you because I cannot do this by myself. I'm I'm very fortunate for my crew. Absolutely, and uh, definitely uh, shows on your side of professionalism for sure. Well, Julian, I would like to thank you for coming on today, and we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the 2023 season, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. And that was Jillian Lepedo, the driver of the number zero precision traction management figure eight outlaw machine driving in the Northwest figure eight series. We appreciate her for coming on and taking some time out of her schedule for being on the Wild Wheel Throwdown episode number five today. Up next on the Wild Wheel Throwdown, we'll preview the upcoming schedule for this weekend. Now, I will say Mother Nature pending because uh, it does look like a little bit of chances are flashing here and there, but uh, always could change. We've seen it change the same day. So, uh, But here is the tentative upcoming schedule for this weekend. We'll start with May the 5th, which is this Friday night up at where I am, the Director of Operations, Circle City Raceway. We have a huge night, and I mean a huge night of racing, Friday night at the dirt track. Now, we have adjusted it. I released the schedule. Uh, we have moved up the time for pits opening till 2 o'clock instead of 4 o'clock. We're having six, yes, I said it, six divisions. All divisions now will go for double points because of our rain out here last weekend. We're going to have the 410 Steel Block Sprint Cars, the Sherco Group UMP Dirt Car Modifieds, the Hadley Towing and Recovery Crate Late Models, Super Stocks, Pure Stocks, and Ford Crown Vicks. That's going to be a great night on tap this Friday night at Circle City Raceway. Also, Friday night, May the 5th, Hawk Harold Adams, you will be down tentatively at the Sports Drum Speedway for the Kentuckiana Kart Racing, I believe. Is that Friday night, Hawk? Yes, it is. It's Friday night, KKR Racing. Yep, Friday night, you will be down there with the carts here in the area. Sports Drum Speedway will be off this Saturday for the worldwide phenomenon known as the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, of course, Sportstrom was scheduled to have a huge night of racing this past Saturday. But, uh, of course, Mother Nature, again, raining out, turned sunny, 
It happens. You know, some promoters call it. They look at the weather. They wanted to save logistically. They wanted to save everyone from driving all the way down here. But, uh, Hawk, uh, there's a lot of rescheduling in the works. Yeah, um, there is going to be a lot of changes because of this rainout. Uh, nothing has become official yet. Uh, they haven't released uh, all the official information. But uh, from what I have gathered, there is going to be some changes, some tweaks to the schedule. But it, they did announce that that figure eight extravaganza show that was ran out this past week will be rescheduled in its entirety on Saturday, August 5th. That's late in the year. Now, there's a special event on that day. Uh, that's going to probably be moved, and there's probably going to be some other races shoveled around. So be watching for updates from the Sports Drome as they release what's going on with that. But, yeah, the, this week, again, they're closed because of the Kentucky Derby, of course, and then we'll be back uh, next week. And be watching also next week. There may be an announcement about some uh, extra uh, special things added to the uh, race on May 13th. Excellent. We look forward to hearing about that. And, of course, we were all looking forward to having uh, the figure eight extravaganza this past Saturday at Sportstrom Speedway. But another place I will be taking care of, I will be on the call this Sunday. Finally, hopefully, the Great American Stocks, Crown Vicks on the small tracks, Crown Vicks on the high banks, Legend Series cars, and the 602 Salem Speedway division and, of course, gas being sponsored this year by Diesel Boys, LLC, Brandon Hooker, and the gang. As of now, 22 entries for the Great American Stocks. That is impressive. Over 20 cars on the high banks. Of course, we all know the big story, front and back stretch. Uh, all new pavement. Nick Bohannon and the gang really taking care of the facility there. And, Hawk, I know you're going to join me there Sunday as well. Looking forward to that event. Uh, yes, uh, very well. Uh, looking forward to that uh, opening day for that. And like I said, they got some of that new racing surface on there, new owner and everything, new leadership. And uh, I am going to make it up there. I'll probably be up there in the booth with you a little bit. I'm going to bring the camera. I'll just see how I feel. I might take a few pictures as well. Yep, looking forward to that. And, of course, Florence Speedway, like we mentioned, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series, fifteen grand for the Ralph Latham Memorial this weekend. Also, modifieds and I believe crates are on the schedule as well. Paragon Speedway, Fan Appreciation Night, the Jessup Logistics 410 Sprints, the Mooresville Welding Superstocks, Nelson Contracting Bombers, and Williams Tree Service, or I believe Williams Tree Company Hornets. Also in action, Lincoln Park Speedway, 410 Sprint Cars, Dirt Car, UMP Modifieds, Indiana Superstocks, Bombers, 305 Sprints, and the IMCA Race Saver Sprints as well. So going to be a big night there. And here's another one, Hawk, our friends up at the Painesville Speedway, where I believe you and I will be uh, on July the 8th for the, I believe, third annual already, Buckeye Figure 8 Nationals uh, Autograph Night. And how about these classes, Hawk? Street Stocks, Figure 8 Iron Man, Chargers, Trophy Stock, Warriors, Rising Stars, Old School Figure 8, and Compact Figure 8. Going to be a great night at the Battleground. Yeah, sounds good. And, and we might as well go ahead and mention it again. Their opening night was rained out last week because of Mother Nature. So uh, there you go. It's not just us in this Ohio Valley region. I'm telling you, all over the country, uh, racetracks are getting rained upon, pun intended. Um, up next, the next weekend, uh, going to be Lorraine Raceway Park. I believe uh, I don't have the tentative date on that. I'll have to look, uh, but it may be Saturday. I believe it is the uh, Let's see. I believe that is the 5th at Painesville and the 6th at Lorraine. It's the Nick Bonima Memorial CRS Trucks 
Modifieds, Chargers, Pure Stocks, Ace Racing League, CRS Trucks, Outlaws, Super Sprints up there at the 3 8 mile track. Now, that's a pretty cool track, isn't it, Hawk? Yeah, I visited there uh, a couple times. It's uh, very, very interesting, so I encourage anybody in that area, if you're up there during a race day, go check it out. Up next will be South Bend Motor Speedway on Saturday, May the 6th. Outlaw Late Models, Street Stocks, Four-Wheel Drives, or excuse me, Front-Wheel Drives. I am tired, as you can tell. Hornets, uh, that's going to be a good show as well. South Bend Motor Speedway, the fastest, I believe, quarter mile. Or is it is it quarter mile? Do you remember that, Hawk? I, I haven't had my notes in front of me. Yeah, I believe it is, quarter mile. The fastest high bank quarter mile. <laughs> but uh, our friends at the Indianapolis Speedrome going to have a two-day show, May the 5th, Friday. Uh, going to be Harf Night, uh, Hoosier Auto Racing fans. Uh, going to be the factory front-wheel drives, adult fast carts, legends. That's when points will begin. Ford Oval, Ford 8, and, of course, the USSA Kenyan Midgets make an appearance there. Also, May the 6th, Saturday, it's going to be the Browns Oil Service Link Model Figure 8, 50 lap, mini late model oval and figure 8. Points begin there for those guys. And here it is, the Street Stocks 7th Annual Toby Eads Memorial 50 and Junior Fast Carts. Over at the Lawrenceburg Speedway, King of the Midwest Racing All Classes, King of the Midwest for the Kelsey Chevrolet Sprint Cars for $2,500 to win. Going to be the Kelsey Chevrolet Sprints, Koi Auto Parts, Modifieds, Impact Sports, Pure Stocks, and the Besslers. You pull and save Hornets. Ooh, well, let's, let's, Hawk, let's talk about this. Let's hope that everyone gets their races in this weekend. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I'm ready for us to get in a rhythm, if you will, you know, we, we just get started here. Then we got, you know, this rain out, that rain out, this, this race gets moved. So we need to get into a good rhythm here where we ain't worrying about it. And we, when there's races coming up, we can go to it, enjoy it and and not have to worry about all that. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we hate coming on here every week saying, you know, Oh, the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain. I'm just tired of it. Uh, you know, this weekend started out zero chances and had a little bit of chances now, but uh, hopefully it clears out and everyone can have a great, great weekend of racing. Uh, I know the Kentucky Derby here in the Louisville area, um, you know, the Kentucky area, all gearing up for Derby, all the superstars will be in and all that stuff. But uh, I like a different form of horsepower uh, and that's what we try to stick with. But uh, Hawk, what's your final thoughts going into the weekend here? Uh, The first weekend of May in racing. Yeah, as I said, uh, hopefully the weather uh, straightens out a little bit, and we've always talked about that. Uh, it's almost like I don't even trust the weather forecast anymore at all. Even during the week, they change their mind all the time. We experienced that last week, and it's showing that a little bit this week. So, but anyway, I'm not going to worry about it, so we're just going to go with it and uh, you know, plan on racing and, and uh, be ready to see some good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Not worrying about it. That's uh, that's not how to be. We just hope for the best each day, and that we can get the racing in. But let's just uh, let's just all hope for a great weekend. Once again, take this from the topic of the day. Always support your track. Always clean up after yourself. You know, always treat your fans, drivers, if you're a track, to the utmost respect. Um, and let's keep racing going. You know, we, we always talk about the trash cleanup and you just throw the trash under the bleachers. We'll, we'll try to keep it a little bit cleaner. Uh, if you take anything from today's show, uh, treat something like it's your own. And that includes a racetrack because we all go to the racetrack. We consider that our home on the weekends and that's our family there. So let's take care of all the racing tracks in America. 
And of course, that is going to do it for our show today on episode five. Great show as always. I want to thank Dustin Roller and the Dirt 2 Media staff for their production of the Wild Will Throwdown. Also want to thank my co-host, Best Bud Hawk Harold Adams, for coming on with me each and every week. Also want to thank our title sponsor for the 2023 season, Brandon White with White's Auto Sales for his sponsorship and friendship. And always, I want to thank the great fans, drivers, and crews for tuning in each week here on the Wild Will Throwdown. Uh, without you, it would not be possible. Until next time, I'm Will Greenwell, and I will see you around the turn. Have a good race week, everybody.